So yesterday was Valentine's Day, February 14th, and I, I took off yesterday. Once again, I'm a I'm a teacher and a coach, so I, I took off yesterday. Had to do some stuff with the fam, and you know, I have the day, so I went ahead and took it off. Uh, enjoyed Valentine's Day with my family. Got to get my daughter a little bouquet, so we went in to uh, get my wife some flowers, and uh, she helped me pick out the flowers. We got three different kinds of flowers. We put it together, you know, into a nice little bouquet. And um, once we got home, what I did, I was like, hey, Naomi, do you want me to give you some flowers? She said, yes. So I gave her gave her one of each of the flowers. So it's a red one, purple one, and a white one. And I tied it together with the rubber band and gave it to her. So she just turned three, and I'm trying to spoil her just a little bit, um, as if she's not spoiled enough. But I say all that to say yesterday there were definitely some horrific events that happened. Uh, Lakeland, Florida, uh, one of the biggest school shootings happened once again this <laughs> doesn't seem um, too shocking at times to be saying this, unfortunately. But there was a, roughly about 17 people died. And of course, more than that were injured. The shooter, this white dude, apparently he's white. He might have Hispanic heritage in him somehow, but um, he has red hair and freckles, so it tells you what you need to know about him. At 19 years old, he was expelled from the school. You can kind of Google the rest, but um just the short details of the story is he walks up into the school about an hour before it's about to get out 30 minutes or so pulled the fire alarm threw some smoke bombs and just started shooting people just started shooting people with the ar-15 which is basically the m16 it's the civilian version of the m16 and <clears throat> to say i'm surprised like i said before is it's just not accurate because i'm not to say that i'm heartbroken is Unfortunately, it's not accurate um, to say that I'm hurt is definitely accurate to say that I'm, I'm 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 fearful. Like I had this conversation with my wife. I said, hey, there's definitely three or four kids right now that I can envision. I say I call it the fire in their eyes. Like there's a couple of students that just walk around with fire in their eyes, whether they have ear, earbuds in. It doesn't mean that they're violent or that they're going to come to the school and cause people bodily harm but there's definitely a couple of students that everyone knows at every school uh, that has a propensity for violence they said that this individual um, bragged about killing animals which is definitely a, a warning sign because it takes people don't realize that yes you can target practice and that you can shoot guns and like killing and or like watching videos of of things dying and, and things of that nature. But until you physically actually kill something, like a small animal, it's hard to kind of make that leap to killing people. So whenever you have troubled, troubled teens, and they're most likely males, honestly, they're most likely white males, whenever you have them showing warning signs, then you need to say something. So he, he definitely spoke about the fact that he, he joked around about he'd come back to school and shoot it up. And once again, he, he also bragged about killing small animals. So those are definitely warning signs if there's any. Um, but why do I say all this? Because I'm always trying to make connections. So first, I'm going to preface this by saying I know that a lot of times people say that in times of national mourning or national tragedy, so uh, mass shootings, the last time, the last major incident, like huge, huge incident was a Las Vegas shooting. And there's a lot of times that people say, well, now is not the time to talk about gun control and now is not the time to talk about the politics of it. And to me, that's the most absurd thing that I've ever heard. 
You know, it's asinine to say that's kind of like going back to the Haitian earthquake. So if we go back, I think it was in 2012. It, it, it might have been in 2010, but it was on my birthday, January the 12th. There was a magnitude like 8.9 earthquake that hit the Haitian Islands. So that obviously caused untold amount of damage. However, we now know and people knew at the time that the Clinton Foundation caused if if not just as much damage, more damage because of the fact that they plundered the resources from Haiti. So they basically stole all this money that was supposed to go and help the most destitute and poor. So to not have a conversation about politics during the Haitian earthquake or during the aftermath and the relief aid getting sent there, to not have a conversation about where this money's going. Another thing that people said is that the Haitian earthquake was so devastating just because of the because of the poverty yeah the poverty was engineered it was it was engineered that way so we so we have to have a talk about all of the factors that lead to so we have to be able to discuss all of the factors that led us to this point we can't be afraid to discuss um some some of the uncomfortable things that might have had a that might have had a hand in this in this horrific situation. So the last, and, and I can't even say mass shooting, but the mass, the last mass shooting that captured the nation's attention, let's put it like that, was the uh, Vegas shooting. And after the Vegas shooting happened, um, people were saying things, things, things to the effect that we should have this conversation now. And other people were like, we shouldn't have this conversation now. What are y'all talking about? Uh, don't, don't use this event for politics. And I think that's one of the most asinine things people can say. It's it's completely absurd. Of course, this is the time for that. So if you look at the Haitian earthquake that happened on um, my birthday, January the 12th, 2010, and now we fast forward to 2018, eight years later. Well, there were a lot of there was a lot of outside corruption in Haiti before the earthquake, but now we're learning of even more corruption. So when you look at why the Haitians haven't been able to recover the way they did, or if you even talk about the earthquake, you have to talk about the Clinton Foundation. You have to talk about the fact that people are 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 stealing money at an astronomical rate and that the poor and the destitute uh, where those funds were deserving are the ones who are being left out in the cold. Like, you have to be able to have these conversations. And then the same is true whenever you have a mass shooting. You can't just pray for the families and pray for the victims and then go on about our day as if something's going to change. You know, the definition of insanity is repeating the same actions over and over again and expecting a different outcome. So how can we expect... Like, so that's my question. How do we expect school shootings not to happen? How do we expect mass shootings not to happen when we haven't changed anything? Whether we agree with it or not, whether we like it or not, you know, like if I come home and and every day, like I do something and my wife gets mad at me every day. All right. And if every day I expect my wife not to be mad at me when I throw my shoes on the floor and I still throw my shoes on the floor, that's insane. Like, don't throw my shoes on the floor and my wife won't be mad. That's just like I can't expect her to change her behavior if I haven't changed anything about my behavior, you know. So um, I'm going to say something and I'm definitely open for dialogue. I'm open for discussion. I'm not the person who says that I'm right no matter what. And nothing. racism affects everyone in this country.
however, our our experiences with racism aren't all the same. So what I mean by that is that racism has an impact. I'll say that racism impacts everyone in this country. However, the effect of racism, depending on who you are, where you're at and your experiences in life can be different. So my my experience with racism is different than my father's is different than my brother's is different than my son's will be is different than my white neighbors down the street. Right. However, the impact of racism on everyone in this country is the same. Now, stick with me. Um, blackness has long been viewed uh in the same light as criminality. It's it's something that's been around since slavery. Now, why is this relevant? Because when we close our eyes and if you say the word criminal or if you say the word threat or if you say killer or if you say thug or if you say all these different things, then you'll have different images pop up. Anytime you say a word, your your brain automatically translates that into a picture. So if I say the word ice cream, my brain translates that into right now. It's some chocolate chip ice cream in a bowl for you. That might be. Um, I don't know, some strawberry ice cream in a cone, but we have a picture of something. And the same is true when I say the word criminal or if I say doctor or a lawyer. Well, society has conditioned us to associate criminality with blackness. It's just a part of us being in America and do this uh, experiment. If you go home for about a week, so just watch the news for about 30 to 45 minutes. And whenever they tell you a story about either um, a robbery um, an assault or a murder or something violent happened. Generally speaking, if it's a black or brown face, they'll show it. And generally speaking, if it's a violent crime, I said generally, not always, but generally speaking, if it's a violent crime or if it's sexual crime on your local news, if it's a white face, they, they generally don't show it. And it's a very deliberate attempt to frame blackness as criminal, as, as criminals. It's just, if you don't believe me, just try it. Like I said, give it about a week. It has to be on your local news and just notice or maybe just make little check marks every time that you see a, a, a black or brown face. What situation are they in? Is it entertainment? Is it suspect or is it athlete? And if it's one of those three, it fits into that stereotype. So how does this relate to the school shooting? Well, it relates to it because, you know, if you think about the whole uh, statement of black on black crime. Well, that's a racist statement because it's roughly 93 to 94% of black people that are killed are killed by other black people. Well, white and white crime states that 89% of white people that are killed are killed by other white people. So it's really not about the statistics, you know, 4%, you could look at the standard deviation and realize that's not that big of a, of, of a difference. So what is it really like? We need to be able to look at it for what it is. So we have to have uncomfortable conversations about the violence in Chicago, about the violence in Baltimore, about the violence in New Orleans. We have to be able to say, hey, is it economic? Is it societal? Is it cultural? Even though I completely disagree that's cultural, but we have to be able to say those things out loud in public to discuss, to get all of our ideas out. Well, the same is true with white males shooting the place up we we have to have this uncomfortable conversation this uncomfortable conversation to say what is it about white males that they are the number one uh, um, a mass shooter in america so if i'm going to be shot in a public place by a mass shooter statistics tell me that it will happen because a white person has done it and statistics also tell me that it's not going to be a white female, but it will be a white male that's pulling the trigger. Now, hopefully that day never comes. And hopefully those statistics are never true with me. But 
What about all the other families that's lost their lives? Is that not enough? Is that not enough? And once again, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not blaming any group. I'm just saying we have to have a conversation. We have to have a conversation about why it's statistically more likely for a white male to go and shoot four or more people in a public place than it is for any other demographic in the United States. We have to be able to say there's something has to change. I am unwilling to say for me to be an American that, hey, I could be shot by AR-15 when I go to the movie. When I go to school, uh, when I go to a store, uh, just being an American, part of that toll is I could be a victim of a of a mass shooting, but I'm just going to accept it and just move on. I'm unwilling to say that unwilling peace and love to y'all.